Hi folks, uh, we are about to record, we have a new episode for you. Um, <laughs> I do not have any content warnings this week, actually I have a really interesting discussion in the interview and we will talk about that in a little bit. Um, so we'll move on to our second warning, which is that we have pets. Has Hound stopped dancing in front of you and is now on her bed? Yes, Hound is now giving me a tragic look because I was signing things and not petting Hound. Okay then, yeah, that's that seems about right. And then um, for our third warning, we we often swear. Oh yes, it's uh, it it can be a concern. Um, so if swearing offends you, you're listening. Possibly the wrong podcast. I don't know yet. Uh, and often we're swearing at Sergey, who is nowhere to be found. But I appeased him with food earlier, so he may be sleeping it off. Excellent. Yes. So, hi, folks. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode two hundred and seventy-two. Good lord. I know. It's. Uh, I, I was thinking about it. Going. I'm going to be hitting three hundred come spring, and that's. You know, that's an accomplishment. It's pretty awesome. Um, our guest this week is Dr. Uh, Philip Duyon, um, and he is amazing. He was, uh, it's, it's a great talk. I can't wait for you to hear it. Um, he has written, um, a couple, he's written a book on neuroplasticity and he is a neurologist. So it is, uh, I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. I loved it. Um, so yeah, uh, that's what's coming up in a little bit. Um, right now it is, uh, post, post MagCon, the MagFest, uh, organizers conference. I was there all weekend. I got to talk to a bunch of my fellow department heads and, you know, uh, talked about communication and how we're going to interact at the con and our different areas of responsibility and what to do when you need to call security. So that's, you know, that was, that was really good. I got, I had some really good talks and discussions, a very productive weekend. Woo. Um, and I've been doing the follow-ups now on the, Hey, if you're staffing for me, you need to go out and claim your badge. Um, uh, with deadlines and all that entails. So it's all, it's all coming up Millhouse. <laughs> I blame you for making, for me adopting that phrase. I mean, I haven't actually watched an episode of The Simpsons in years. But right. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it sticks. It's, it's a good phrase. It's a good phrase. Um, yeah. And then work has been work. I am, you know, waiting on other people's things. So I get to go look at, uh, other parts of the code to see maybe I can get ahead of some of the timeline while I wait for the thing that's got me behind to be fixed. <laughs> um, still really happy with the work I'm doing, really happy with uh, with all the things we're doing, even on the frustrating days. And then somebody was made, was saying, hey, we have this problem. And I'm like, oh, yes, I have encountered that problem. Here's what we're doing to fix it. And you know, actually being able to speak from a place of knowledge and not a place of, I believe this is how it works. Let me go look that up. Um, which is great. Absolutely fantastic. So, um, yeah, but I'm just, uh, uh keep moving along. Um, upcoming things. We will be at, uh, be whiskered in Raleigh this weekend. Uh, I will be all around all things open in, uh, wow, it's about two weeks now. And 
You can find me at the Elastic booth. Uh, I will probably be lurking, uh, spending some time representing opensource.com at the Red Hat booth. Um, and, you know, generally around the event if you're coming. Um, and as usual, All Things Open is one of my favorite events, and I can't wait to get there because it's just a lot of fun and a lot of, a lot of, um, good contacts and communications and, and seeing old friends in the tech industry for, <laughs> in, in some ways it is the, the, uh, it is the homecoming week it feels like for Raleigh tech for me. Um, <laughs> So that's uh, that. And then we will be at World Fantasy Con. Yes, I am the Toastmaster. You are the Toastmaster. And so I will be um, making sure that you always have a glass with which to toast something as needed. <laughs> uh, it may not always be alcoholic, though. Because, uh, no, because, yeah. you know, my liver can only take so much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's, you know, that's the things that are keeping us busy and keeping us productive. You had a normal day today. Yes, I had a normal day, and I have actually, uh, I figured out I have to get 2,000 words a week done on this novella in order to uh, be done by uh, my deadline, and I have actually made 2,000 this week as of Tuesday, so I'm like, wow, I could spend the rest of the week working on something else, but I will actually probably work some more on the novella because I'm, I'm running into that point where I'm like, this is fun, but I don't think it's scary enough. And so I'm like racking my brain going, okay, how do I, how do I actually make this shit scary? So. Yeah. Um, the sigh, by the way, was for the sound of uh, empty cardboard boxes crashing down. That would be because of the cats. Yes. And now Hound has to go investigate. I suspect it was Hobbs or Shaw. Indeed. Uh, because they do love their cardboard boxes. But I get to have another normal writing day tomorrow. You do. You get to have uh, three normal writing days in a row. Yes. Yes. And uh, and the week after, five. 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 Good Lord. I know. I, 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 it's, it's, yeah, I, I know. my rut. My rut is so good. Yes. I get so much written in my rut. And you can just pretty much stay in your rut through January once you're done with World Fantasy. Yes, which uh, that'll... So that means I get to spend, like, all of November in my rut, right? Pretty much. Yay. Pretty much. And December. And uh, and most of January. So it, it's, it's a good rut. I'm excited. Yes. Um, and then, really, that's... You know, everything that we've got going on. Um, and I, I don't have any new massive product. I feel weird saying this. I don't have any new massive, you know, big productivity changes. I'm still using Obsidian. I'm still using my Remarkable. For... I mean, if it's still working, that's good. Yeah. Ideally, you want less massive upheavals because your system has, is working for you. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I've really done is I've I've gone... I switched back to Apple Reminders because they're everywhere and I don't have to do anything special to integrate them with, like, my watch or my phone or my laptops or any of that stuff. And uh, versus, you know, having to say special things into my watch to get them to put things into Reminders and then Obsidian or things or whatever. So, um, you know, Path of Least Resistance and, and all that jazz. Um, 
There is no particular virtue no. in doing things just because there is more resistance to them. So there was there was a discussion that there is that sometimes you want friction with your organizing system. So okay, that you, I was going to say I, you definitely needed to add a clause there because I was like, yeah, I think lots of times I do, but I I, I added the clause. Yes. Out of yes. the clause, yeah. Um, you were a little slow on the clause. So I, I, I yeah. was collecting my thoughts, but uh, sometimes you want some friction with your organizational system so that you're doing things deliberate and it doesn't become, uh, frankly, a dumping ground. That is one of the big... Uh, one of the big things that it's like, yes, I know I, I have notes and I have a note-taking app and I have clippings and now they're all in my note-taking app and instead of, you know, uh, a garden or a library or things like that, now you, you have, um, you know... A landfill? A landfill, a hoarder house of notes. Um, you know, uh, I have become much more of a, a uh, gardener when it comes to my notes in that I might capture things, put them in my notes, and then I, you know, go through and kind of prune things here or tweak things there. And this is in the English, you know, more formal garden sense, you know, like Monty Don's garden versus... Um, you're, you're trimming topiaries versus mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> versus yours or, or versus, you know, I mean, I do a lot of clipping. You do. And, and pruning, but... Uh, yeah, but it's... Um, it's not like I'm throwing everything into a pile and then not able to find things. I'm trying to make sure that when push comes to shove at the end of the day, I can find things in Obsidian. I can quick reference if I need to. Um, my big Yeah, failing... gardening is really nothing like finding references. It's, it's, it's mm. not really a, like, I lose plants all the time in gardening. Uh, it's you know sometimes oh, I mean, I, they I, wander off. Yeah, no, I, I lose notes all the time in the thing. I put them in the wrong place, or search it, or I'm, or my search foo isn't foo enough. Um, and, anyway, yeah, yeah. but, but yeah, we, yeah, you you want a an organizational system, not a a a horde. Right, not you know like <laughs> our attic is currently my attic is currently so. Um, yeah, I, I claim no ownership of the attic. <laughs> yeah, like, I know, I know. I'll, I'll take the garden as my chunk. The attic is yours. Yes, yes. Um, anyway, uh, but it seems to be working. And uh, when I, most of the things I need to reference quickly are right there at my fingertips now. And I'm not jumping or dancing around trying to remember where I put that note. It's where it belongs, which is, you know, huge. Um I was about to say my one weakness is my Instapaper clippings history. I want to read an article. I don't have time right now. Rather than leave an email in my inbox, I will, you know, load the article, save it to Instapaper, and then uh, come back later. And that just seems like having an open tab with an extra step. A little bit. Um, but when I go to Instapaper, then I'm like highlighting the points that I think are important or that resonate with me. And those, 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 the clippings from those end up in my notes, um, for, for reference. Um, I'm just, uh, a little behind on some of it. Um, and that is a me thing, not a system thing. That is a, I have not had the, uh, uh, spell slots 
to to go through. I did, I, you know, I will go through and say, you know what, this isn't uh, this isn't important to me anymore. I'm never going to read this article. So uh, I have been pruning it and then going through and reading things. Um, there are a couple I'm really interested in reading that just came through today. So I may be spending some time while you know the TV's on tonight going through those because you know. Um, because I kind of want to, right? Our, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you if you bookmarked them, that's that mm-hmm. you probably want to read them. Yep. My I usually bookmark article, or I usually have our tabs open because there's something for a book. Ah, uh, yeah. And so I went the other day and closed a bunch of tabs, and it has now occurred to me that I remembered that Easton started their career in the. Uh, Russo-Turkish War, but now I have completely forgotten what the next, what the one where he got the PTSD was. Oh, okay, Which yeah. is, uh, uh, or they got the PTSD was the, uh, it was between Bulgaria and Romania, and it was really stupid. I, to be honest with you, there are a lot of wars that were really stupid. Yes, but this one was like, uh, uh, as I recall, the... Um, the Romanians thought that because the Romanians had been allied with the Bulgarians during the uh, the Russo-Turkish War, and so they the Romanian army thought they were coming in to help the Bulgarians, and then got there, and the king of of Romania or whatever was like, "No, you're actually here to fight them." And so the army was like, "What the hell is going on?" And the Bulgarians were like, "What the hell is going on?" And so oh. there was a lot of, of confusion, and more so than is usual in wars, which are, of course, run almost entirely unconfused. Yes, yes. This one was particularly like no one could figure out what the hell was happening. Okay, then. Yes. Yeah. Well, we will uh, take that under advisement, then. So the only moral of the story is do not start a war in Europe in the 1800s. That should have, you know, that... that Kind of goes without saying, I think, at this point. Um, we should we should listen so anyway, to your interview, which I, I think yes. should go with saying. Yes, yes with saying. Um, so, uh, Dr. Duyon is a neurologist. He has done a lot of research. So, when I first got this, I saw neuroplasticity, and I immediately sort of went, oh... Is this going to be woo-woo? And then I started, you know, I did my own research. I no, neuroplasticity is a real thing. Yeah, and it's really fascinating. Um, and it's a great interview talking about, um, you know, how he stays organized as both a uh, neurologist with an active practice, as a writer, uh developing you know writing stuff on uh, on neuroplasticity as a parent um all kinds of stuff in here and so i will have that for you right after this
Hi folks, I am here today with Dr. Philippe Duyon. I am excited about this because you're doing some really cool stuff and I'm really excited to find out how you stay productive. So if you could introduce yourself significantly better than I just did, because that was like minimal, right? <laughs> uh, and uh, tell us about what it is you, you do. Got it. Well, I am really excited about being here today and in part because mm -hmm. I had a very productive day. <laughs> oh, all right then. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's really good. But yeah, like you said, my name is Dr. Philippe Duyon. I'm a board certified neurologist, uh, author of the book, uh, Neuroplasticity, Your Brain's Superpower, and creator of the online course, Take Charge of Your Brain, where I essentially help people hack their brains so that they can become more productive leaders, they can overcome challenges, and they can create the life that they envision for themselves. All right. That's, that's really cool. Um, so the question then becomes, uh, like you, I'm sure you have lots of things going on other than the book. Thank you, yep. Sergey, for knocking that off the counter over there. <laughs> um, so, uh, how do you stay productive with everything going on? Yeah. So, you know, for me, the, when I'm most productive is actually when I start my day exercising. Okay. And so, and it, it, I feel like it just, you know, it just starts the day off right because I've already accomplished something. So to some extent, whatever happens the rest of the day, I've already accomplished something. But it seems to be the engine for me, right? And if I can get myself to exercise first thing in the morning, I know my day is going to be going to be great. Um, but in general, I have a vision for what I want that day to look like. And then okay. I start making it very easy for my brain to follow through on that vision, right? So I'll give you an example. So this morning, I, I worked out first thing this morning. And it was a home workout. But what I did was I took um, the weights mm -hmm. out of the closet last night. Okay. So they were, they were already sort of lined up for me this morning. Because the reality is any extra little obstacle that's in the way will make it that much more difficult for my brain to want to exercise. Right. Yeah. So I do everything I can to kind of just, just shortcut it. You know, I said that I have a vision for what the day wanted to look like. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it was, it was, you know, I needed to get a workout in, uh, wanted to take, uh, wanted to go to Whole Foods this morning, then wanted to take my kids <laughs> to basketball, right? right. Then wanted to see a couple of patients. I had, uh, another podcast that was on, right. But then when that was all over, I set up a reward for myself. Okay. Right? Um, so I knew that like, okay, at some point I'm going to get that reward. And what that reward does, it boosts the level of dopamine in my brain, motivates me to follow through on you know, the goals that I have for the day again. Ah. <sighs> Sorry, there seems to be a conglomeration of cats on my desk. <laughs> okay, um, I, I used to have two cats. They were all <laughs> over me. Yeah, we, we have four. So <laughs> it's just the younger two are, are asleep right now. They're, they're saving it up for about 10 p.m. when I'm ready to sleep. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I have to ask, what was your reward today? So the reward today was, uh, so I'm in New York, and mm -hmm. the U.S. Open Tennis Championships are about to start. Oh, um, and I'm a big like tennis fan. I grew up playing and competing in tennis. So the reward for me was to go watch players practice. So I went to do that for a few hours today. 
which is that is that is such a New York thing to do. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you have any 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 tools you use daily that help with all this? Or are you like a paper and pencil person? Are you the yeah. digital person? Are you somewhere in between? So I'm a paper pencil person. Uh, so mm -hmm. I use like a, a daily uh, journal planner that actually that I created. That's part of the Oh, course. okay. Um, yeah. And so what that does, it actually reminds me of what what my vision, what my mission, vision, and purpose is. So mm -hmm. I, I write that down every day, right? Um, I write down three things that I'm grateful for every day to try to keep myself in a really positive mindset. It's got an inspirational quote. I know what my life goals are. And then I've got my to-do right. list for the day. And then I also have like a little calendar for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can write notes. So that that helps to keep me on track. So that's the tool that I that I use. And it's it's nice when you have I, I've like one of my listeners helped me design a planner that was specific to my needs. And yep. I we offered it. There's a productivity alchemy planner out there too. Um but it's really nice when you have that planner that's that works for you and not against you or you're not fighting with it and um having one that i helped create you having one that you obviously created uh like it it boosts it because you know that it will work for you because you worked to make it right. that way right yeah absolutely yeah any favorite pens pencils whatever's at hand i have um... <laughs> it's it's usually like a blue or black pen that looks like this. <laughs> yeah, 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 just just Whatever. just a regular old like like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, just, just simple. You 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 don't get into the into the great cult of pens like so many of us have on accident. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Although a few years ago, I was given a really beautiful pen uh, as a mm -hmm. Father's Day gift, um, oh, yeah. and essentially the note was so that way I can. And then I was moving the mouse out of the way of the cat, and I, I hit the wrong thing, and so we're on part two after six minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so anyway, you were saying you got a pen write this as a Father's Day gift to write the story of your life. So yeah, yeah that's that's pretty sweet. Yeah, which was a, which was a really cool gift. So yeah. Um. So all right. We have our planner. We have mm -hmm. focus on our mission, our vision, our purpose. Yeah. Um, are there any habits and additional systems you use to keep yourself going and on track? Yeah, I repeatedly want to remind myself of what I feel like my purpose is. But also, I've got affirmations that not only am I constantly saying, but I have recorded myself. Um, affirmations for about nine minutes right so if i'm in the car mm -hmm. i will play that so this morning i was in the car with the kids taking them to whole foods we played that on the way to <laughs> and on the way back right um because that again helps me to stay on track reminds me of what my goals are uh reminds me of who it is that i want to be how impactful that i want to be um so that helps to keep me motivated That must be that. That must be. I, I I feel for your kids if you get stuck in traffic and it's just on loop. Dad, can we stop now? Uh, usually, usually no more than three replays of that, and then it's, okay. it's 
it's the music, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's whatever, whatever they, music they want to listen to. Oh yeah. Which is, which is funny. I don't know about your kids, but when mine were, there was a, a breaking point in their late teens where suddenly they started to be interested in the music I actually liked. And <laughs> like, dad, have you heard this band? Yes. I heard that band when it was, it came out in the eighties. Yes. It's <laughs> awesome. Yes. Here, oh. here on my iTunes is their entire catalog. Have at it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my kids are 11 and nine and sometimes, you know, on a playlist, something will come on and there's like cursing and I'm like, Oh, oh crap. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's much better when they're, they're, uh, oh my God, my youngest, my youngest is going to be 21 in October. Like that's, oh, wow. that's sinking in, right? So 21 and almost 25. And it's, so it's, you know, it's like, yeah, here, let me, let me let you, you can listen to this. I don't have to change, change the music anymore because <laughs> there's a swearer five in it. Um, yeah. So, um, what other habits have you got going on? Yeah. So, um, Reminding myself of what my mission, vision, and purpose is, mm-hmm. living sort of a gratitude lifestyle, being grateful for everything that happens in the, in the day, um, doing those affirmations, uh, giving myself rewards for things, and realizing mm-hmm. that every day, right? So I'm going to try to do my best, but my best is going to look very different every day, right? So right. today, like I said, I had a pretty productive day. Um, but maybe tomorrow my best is just going to be, Hey, if I can get in a workout or maybe I can't get in a workout and it's just (laughs) going to be like, you know, maybe it's going to be a lazy day and not being too hard on myself on those days where I'm not as productive as I'd like to be. Yeah. And that's, that's something I know a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people tend to be very, very hard on themselves. Yeah. Right. And, and uh, I think uh, sometimes it's reminding themselves everything that they've already accomplished. Yeah. yeah. I know some people keep a to done list mm-hmm. and, uh, or, or a, a file with, I, and I should do this more often myself, but like a, a, an email folder where when somebody gives them, you know, Hey, that was awesome or whatever they, they store it for later. Um, yeah. Really helpful tools there. Just to, just to remind you that today's rough, but, that's not who you are. Yep. Right. Um, cool. Any yeah, other the, systems? Oh, and no. the interesting thing about what you just <clears throat> said, so mm-hmm. people tend to sway more towards the negative, right? right. The brain is going to sway you more towards the negative because the brain's job is essentially to keep you as safe as possible. And the best yeah. way to do that is to have you think of things in sort of a fearful, negative way. And so, but the reminder, you know, mm-hmm. the, the reprogramming of your brain of the positive and what you've already done um, right. is incredibly important. So for me, like um, I had a kidney transplant when I was 28 years old, Oof. I'm now 43. Yeah. Last year I got COVID, ended up in the hospital for two weeks, ended up on dialysis, needed oh. a second kidney transplant and was blessed to have a second one. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are days where I'm like, hey, dude. Look what you have overcome. <laughs> like, you deserve <laughs> days off. You deserve weeks off. Right? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah, good. Yeah. You know? So it's that mm-hmm. reminder that if, if we're still here, if we're still alive, we're undefeated. Right? We're undefeated. And it's that reminder of everything that we've already done. 
this is going to sound really weird, but uh, yesterday, which for the people listening at home, that was two, the interview two weeks ago, um, I was talking to the author uh, D.M. Gay, who writes horror novels. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was diagnosed with um, a rare form of kidney cancer at the stage four level uh, wow. almost five years ago. And they were like, that's it. And five years later, she is now almost cancer free. And she's been, one of her things has been, she's had to, she's now finding out what normal was like again, what the, what her normal is because the last several years between the pandemic, between having to recovering from an incredibly rare form of cancer is, you know, just also the treatment, a new treatment that, apparently is just incredible for this particular form of cancer. Um, but, you know, finding that new normal, especially after something that is physically traumatic. Yeah. You know, and, and that can be changes really your perspective. Difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, when you face your mortality, mm-hmm. um, that definitely changes your perspective on life. You know, I think you start to appreciate every day just a little bit more. Um, Cause essentially like you, it's like a bonus at this point. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, heavy stuff. Sorry, everybody. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Um, so what does a typical day look like? You know, how do you figure out what to do first? Uh, do you have a, a routine that you try to work through? Yeah, so every day looks a little bit different for me. It depends on mm-hmm. what I'm doing that day. If I am seeing about 10 days out of the month, I see uh, patients in that traditional doctor sort of way. Yeah. Um, And so those are like 12 hour days. All right. So um, if I am motivated and I get up, you know, 435 o'clock, get a workout in. Mm -hmm. Great. But if I'm like, I'm exhausted or if I've just worked a bunch of 12 hour days in a row, whatever it is, my body deserves that break. Oh, yeah. Um, Because. I've already been productive. I've, I've done a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not always in the ways that I'd, I'd like to, but it's now when that time opens up for me that I start doing some of the other work that I really want to do. Yeah. Um, so every yeah. day looks different, right? Um, this is a very heavy podcast week, right? <laughs> that, um, that also means right. that I have hours in the day where I can focus on myself. And I am big on investing in myself. This is one of the things that I talk to people about all the time. You have to invest in yourself. Oh, that, yeah. Whether that is reading, exercising, taking a course, whatever it is, you have to do something to evolve as an individual, to evolve to a better version of yourself. Right? And so mm-hmm. um, those are the kind of things that I tend to focus on. Do you have um? So we're we're big readers in this house, although mm-hmm. um, often it's fiction, fantasy. Uh, that's how we recharge. Yep. And um, uh, but uh, like I'm currently reading a book, although I I go for historical recipe books, as it were. Um, I'm currently reading a book about suffrage and cookbooks and how. Yep they interacted and you know the struggle for voting rights for half the country 
you know, right. it, it's a, a fascinating read. What what are your what are your general choices for that? Um, lately, <laughs> <laughs> they tend to be business sort of motivational leadership kind of books. Um, right. That I, I've been reading a lot of. Um, the last book that I read that I just finished, The Four Agreements, uh, which I thought was a very you know powerful book on on the way to sort of live your life. Um, but yeah, that, that's sort of what I'm I'm into lately. Yeah. But I think you know we all go through phases and uh, of what we find really interesting. So mm-hmm. I've, listen, I've gone from focusing on brain stuff to Harry Potter phase, and one oh, yeah. of my favorite quotes ever probably comes from Harry Potter. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, and yeah, I yeah, use yeah, that yeah. in my talks and whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it, de- it depends on the season in life that you catch me in. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure there's always that, that bleed over. You've got, uh, what are the boys you said? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, boys. yeah. So there's gotta be some bleed over there. There. Oh man, they should be ripe for the, for like the good comic books now. Oh yeah. 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 They're, they're right. They're, they're big into like Dragon Ball Z Yep. And, you know, Spider-Man and all that stuff. So it takes me back to when I was a kid. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is awesome. It is. And it is it is the golden age if you are a Marvel fan right now. Let me just say. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Marvel comes uh, out with a new movie like every few months that they're like, is a top rated Marvel movie ever. <laughs> I, I, it's been the TV series have been blowing me away. That too. Um, yeah. You know, Miss Marvel was incredible. Um, here's the giveaway, folks, on when we're recording this. The first episode of She-Hulk dropped just a couple days ago, and it That's was right. amazing, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> it, Yeah, and it's yeah. amazing because I'm like, man, DC can't catch up. I, they're still it's, they're still it's got to be dark and gritty and i'm I like know, that it doesn't yeah that's, <laughs> that's the problem with dc you're like this is way yeah. too dark <laughs> yeah I, I peacemaker was not that dark i mean it had its dark bits i don't know if yeah. you saw the tv series um, i did not know oh it's it's actually really good we were, we were pleasantly surprised um but then i think they're doing things with the suicide I'm really sorry for the geeking out folks. They're doing things with that, that whole suicide squad side mm. thing that I, I don't think they can get. I, I don't feel like they think they can get away with on the, on the mainstream movies or, or with the quote mainstream characters. So yeah. nice. You know. um, yeah. Okay. Well. Enough. I could gush for hours about that sort of thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, all right. Every day looks different. Do you have any, do you have evening routines then where reconnect with family or? Yeah. Well, I have evening routines to help me uh, certainly go to bed mm-hmm. um, and to, you know, uh, certainly reconnect with like uh, my kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually the screens will go off, right? The iPads, the computers, the um, TV, Right, it's about trying to have dinner uh, together, talking yep. about stuff. I am big on, uh, especially since you know I did face my mortality, and I was like, oh, I've got mm-hmm. these two young boys. I need to be there for them. But yep. if I'm not going to be there, I need to pass on gems, right? Yep. <laughs> like I need to, I need to give them all this information about life. So we will talk about, you know, life yeah. lessons yeah. together, mm-hmm. right? Um, in those evenings yeah. or those times that we we just have together. Um, but certainly bedtime routines, you know, like I am big yeah. on like 
for for me uh, and for patients that I know that are struggling to sleep, no electronics in the bedroom. So no TV in the bedroom. I always tell people the bedroom, two things should only happen in the bedroom, sleep and sex. <laughs> um, uh, I mm-hmm. try not to eat, you know, three to four hours before going to bed so that the digestive process does not interfere with me trying to get to sleep. Um, so yeah, you know, I, yeah. I make sure I don't drink anything. I don't drink much caffeine anyway, but if I was going to have like tea or something, like that's mm-hmm. not going to happen for, you know, at least six to seven hours before I'm going to bed. Yeah. So it was just yeah. establishing that kind of routine at night. Cool. Yeah. All right. It's and time for the to, fun questions. Oh, no. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and I try to prepare for the day, like a, yeah. little hacks to, to make my day easier. Like getting your weights out the night before so that getting they're the just like out, right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, fun questions. Like I was yep. saying, fun questions. Uh, these are these are my favorites, so I think they're fun. Um, so, what is the best advice you have been given, or you would give someone else? Oh, you get or both, <laughs> or both. If you if you've got one of each, you know, all of me, all ears. Um, the best advice that I've I've ever been given that I would pass on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I think it is to never use your words uh, against yourself. And by that, it also means like, not only do you not say anything bad about yourself, but if you're going to say something bad about somebody else, recognizing that that has a negative impact on you because that person now is not going to think about you in a positive way. Right. Right. And so never using your words, um, you know, against yourself or anyone else. Yeah, it's um it's interesting. I took uh leadership courses. How many years ago has it's been almost 20 years I think since I took 15 years since I took that particular course. And uh, uh one of the things that was hammered into us is that feedback is always a gift. Right? When you when you when someone is is coming to you with comments or feedback, that that's a gift and whether it's positive or negative is how you react to it. And so you know, if you phrase something that you know someone is going to react negatively to, to, to specifically with that purpose, that's not serving anybody. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, one of the things I always tell people are words are the verbal embodiment of power. Like you speak words, you write words. That's how you sort of create your life. And if you're somebody who's religious, especially, uh, you know, in Christianity, right? The, yeah, the yeah. way that the Bible starts is God said, let there be light. And then there mm-hmm. was light. Right. So the words that we choose are incredibly powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I find it interesting by the way that I think it's, I want to say the second, maybe the third chapter of Genesis where it's that whole, the, the creation is also presented almost like a song. Yeah. So Yeah. You know, music has power too. Oh, music has nothing lights up the brain more than music does. Music is incredible. And you're, you, you are literally talking about like, you've seen what happens on the brain scans when, when people are listening to music, when people are listening to music and music (laughs) and people that say who've had a stroke and now are having difficulty speaking, they can communicate oftentimes through song. Oh, wow. 
right? They may oh, not wow. be able to get their words out, but once they put it to song, mm-hmm. that involves different parts of the brain, right? Oh. So music is incredibly powerful. Wow. I didn't know that. That's really mm-hmm. cool. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, I knew that when, when people are listening to music, you could see, like literally see it light up when doing brain scans. I did not know <laughs> about, about strokes in music. That's, yeah. I mean, just, that's pretty awesome. Just look how people react when a good song comes on, right? Like mm-hmm. subconsciously, they start to move their bodies to the beat, right? Yep. They might start like uh, singing to the words of the song. Like they're hearing that music. Like it's just activating every part <laughs> of their brain, whether they yeah. recognize it or not. It's incredible. Yeah. All right, I have to ask: Do you have do you have any favorites on the music score? I I mean, I am a I, I was born in 1979, which really means that I okay. grew up like in the 90s. So, so yep. I am uh, at least musically. So I am big 90s R and B like you know kind of music. Like you throw on some 90s R and B jam. Oh my god, I'm I'm really happy. Oh yeah, I'm super yeah. happy. Yeah. You know, I'm in a good mood. In a loving mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was, yeah, that is one of my favorite artists was Prince. And yep. there are some, yeah, I know. There, there are some just like what like uh like unsung gems buried in all of the 90s, you know? Mm-hmm. Not just like you think, oh yes, well, there was Sign of the Times, and then there was, you know, the Batman soundtrack, and you're missing like a whole bunch of other stuff that that went on in there. Um, yeah, pour one out for Prince, everybody. We know, we know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Prince was an incredible, incredible artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I just saw one of my, my favorite '90s bands reunited. So I fi- and I finally got to saw the, see them live. Um, just this past month was uh, Rage Against the Machine. Oh wow! So, yeah, they're that, on tour. That is awesome. I was like, wow. All right, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. After Prince Bowie and uh, and Lemmy, all in that short span, I decided I'm going to see every every live band I want to see. I'm going to see. Yeah. Because there they will not always be doing another tour, as I found out with Lemmy, Bowie, and. Prince, yeah. who I never got to see live. Well, so. it's interesting because I used to always say, "Oh, you know that battle between Prince and Michael Jackson, and so who was the yeah, 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 yeah." After Michael Jackson passed, I was like, "You know what? Prince won that battle because <laughs> Michael Jackson, <laughs> you know, had passed away and and was yeah, on yeah. all on purple mm-hmm. fall or whatever." And then Prince goes and essentially overdoses from. I'm like, "What? What is going on with all these?" <laughs> I the the I think it's that we don't realize how. You often don't re- realize how physically demanding that level of performance is. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, everybody's like, oh, Prince isn't playing his own guitar. I'm like, yeah, well, but he can sing and he's dancing and you expect him to play guitar too and not, right? you yeah. know, mess it up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, people. Yeah. The demands <laughs> that we place on them is extraordinary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And not, I mean, Michael Jackson, truly one of the greats, yep. um, you know, um, all right, now we've geeked out about comics and sci and, and movies. We've geeked out about music. I'm not sure what's left here. Um, <laughs> um, how about we go with the sad but often easy for people question? Oh, 
the sad but often easy. Yes. Well, so I'm a neurologist. So when people come to see me, you know, yeah. there's usually something serious going on and they're concerned about something serious. Right, right, right. Uh, one of the big things people are always concerned about when they come see me mm-hmm. is that they're going to get Alzheimer's disease. Right. right? And they're wow. like, is, you know, can you do the genetic testing for me to see if I'm going to get it? And I'm like, <laughs> I can, but what difference does that make? The reality is that Alzheimer's disease is a lifestyle disease. Yeah. So the things that you do in your 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s impacts whether you'll get in your 70s or 80s, right? Right, right. Or earlier. Um, so you need to be doing those things anyway, regardless of what the test comes back and says. <laughs> oh, I'm probably screwed. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, actually, the, the sad but easy question is, how do you deal with failure when you miss a goal? No, that's just, how do I deal with failure when I miss a goal? Yeah. Or, uh, or when you miss a goal, or how do you deal with it when you miss a goal? Oh, I mean, so for me, it's, it's you know, I try not to be too hard on myself. And I know that there's always uh-huh. tomorrow. Right. Right. Or maybe that goal in that moment was too big. And now I need to set a smaller goal, you know, some smaller goals to get there. Um, but I just try not to be too hard on myself. Yeah. And again, uh, lessons, uh, a hard lesson to learn, right? Yeah. But I think, you know, for me, I make it a point to be grateful for things every day. Right. Even right. if it's just like, God, I'm grateful that I woke up this morning because I know a lot of people went to bed and didn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so sort of living in that gratitude mindset makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. You know, to, to see the positives in things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have a um, I had a guest on. I think it's been two years ago who is. um in uh, uh, late stages of, um, I believe it's cystic fibrosis, and her her goal for the day every day, or their goal for the day every day is just stay alive. Yeah, being productive is living toward to tomorrow. Right? It's yeah. It was an amazing interview. Fan- fantastic. Really greedy because it was <laughs> visceral. Um, yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's always an interesting because that, that's something a lot of us don't think about. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, unless you're, uh, how is it phrased? It's unless you're like an EMT or an emergency room doctor or something like that, uh, failure isn't life or death. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I mean, failure is never, is hardly ever life or death. Yeah. Right. And so just recognizing that. Like you'll be able to accomplish mm-hmm. that goal at some other point. Um, you know, we'll take you forward. We'll move you forward. Yeah. How about what people, what I, I often call, although I'm starting to think that I need to, to recategorize these, uh, what I, I call the difficult but fun question, um, because a lot of people have trouble with this one. And that is, do you celebrate your successes? And I think I already know the answer. And if so, how, I think you already told us. <laughs> <laughs> y- yes, I do. I yeah. do now. I did okay. not. I, I did not when I was younger. Like I did oh, not really? celebrate graduating from medical school. I didn't have a big celebration when I graduated college. Like mm-hmm. you, I was always so focused on the next thing. Right. Right, that I never uh, gave myself the opportunity to just celebrate who I was and what I was accomplishing at those times. 
And I think in part, it was because the way that I grew up that I wasn't celebrated in that way, right? Right, right. As I had children, I was like, one of my biggest concerns having children was, am I going to be able to show them the kind of love that they need to celebrate Mm -hmm. them in ways, let them know that I'm proud of them? And I had to work on that, you know, doing that for them. Before they were even born, in their mom's stomach, I'd be like, I love you. I love you. And it was super (laughs) uncomfortable for me. (laughs) Right, <laughs> and then you know they came out and every day i would say it like just would tell them that they're proud of them proud of them mm-hmm. for you know peeing in the toilet bowl and not not missing right? oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> and then realizing hold up i need to do that for me right i need to okay yeah. celebrate me right i mean i've overcome things and it doesn't have to always be the big things but it could be the small things the daily things that you do um, and so I've had to learn to celebrate myself. Yeah. Hopefully you don't have to, uh, to encourage yourself to like, you know, not miss the toilet at this point in time. Although no, 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 I, I this, I'm 43. I'm, I'm <laughs> not, and my accuracy is probably like 98.9%. <laughs> I've worked in places where I'm like, really? <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're all adults here. Why can no one seem to? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, that believe it or not, um, that are all of the official questions except one, and that one is um, that we are very fortunate right now. We don't need money, right? We have a Patreon. We have a coffee. We don't want people to give to it because we don't need it. Uh, there are people out there who need it way more than we do. Um, so we ask, uh, I ask all the guests to provide a charity for people to give money to instead of us. Um, so, uh, you know, do you have a charity of choice? I do. So it's the Harlem junior tennis and education program where, uh, not only do we provide tennis lessons for kids, but we also supplement their schooling. So mm-hmm. after school, um, we've got a full-time director of education. We've got tutors to help them, um, yeah, to help them do well in school, wow. right? The reality is that 99.9% of mm-hmm. teenage athletes are not going to become professional athletes, Yes, right? Yeah. And so getting them to a place where they're focusing on school, doing well in school, and can then take that to college is, is huge mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. And and even if uh, someone manages to go pro, yep. um, you have to think after pro, there are a lot of athletes and only so many coaching jobs. There are a lot of athletes and only so many trainer jobs. There are, yep. um, you know, uh, what is it? <laughs> uh, we're in Michael, Michael Jordan country, right? Watched <laughs> him play college ball at, at, at UNC, uh, but uh, he and his father have all kinds, or his, his late father, uh, they have, you know, businesses all over, yeah. um, you know, and I think, uh, uh, Michael Jordan has, I think he got a, a business degree as part of it. I know there, there are a couple, um, you know, who didn't just go for, yes, I am going for my physical education degree, you yeah. know? Um, so yeah, it's, yeah. Ed, your education is really important. Absolutely. Right. I mean, like you said, I mean, there's only a few athletes who have made it big, you know, mm-hmm. after their professional career. Right. Yeah. Johnson, Michael Jordan. I mean, LeBron James is well on his way. Um, Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal. Like those Mm -hmm. guys do incredible things. 
Um, but most athletes are probably broke within about five, six years after they're done playing. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So that, that yeah. education is so important. Yeah. And then even if, and then that way you have something, if you don't go pro or you don't get the college scholarship, you have the grades to back it as well. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And one of the things that I talk to people about too, is look, when you graduate, when you graduate high school or college, right? Another name for graduation is commencement, which in French mm -hmm. means the beginning. Yep. So that's really the start of your learning, which is a lifelong process, right? I mean, you'd be surprised how many people that I see that are starting to have signs and symptoms of dementia, you know, when they're 60 years old. Um, yeah. Because they didn't spend their entire life sort of learning. They were just folk doing that one job for the last 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so learning is a lifelong process. It's, it's one of the most important things you can do for your brain health. It's, it's, it's funny. I was, I was being very, very honest with, yes, I am, I, I'm having to, my day job, I'm in IT and I'm working with some Amazon code interfaces now. And I'm like, you know, I'm just like, yeah, it's tough, but man, I'm learning and it's really good. And, you know, it's just so exciting. And my wife is looking at me like, really, <laughs> you're earnest about this. And I'm like, yes, because yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's good for, it's, not just good for my career it's good for my brain right? yeah. yeah yeah you know a few years ago i was like mm -hmm. i'm gonna take piano lessons <clears throat> i had never done any musical instrument in my life right? oh wow yeah yeah and so i go to take this piano lesson and now i gotta you know coordinate my left and right mm -hmm. hands right i gotta try to read music right i've got to do what the instructor wants and i'm yeah. just like oh my god my brain is hurting and then the, the neurologist in me kicks in and is like, but you have no pain receptors in your brain. Like your brain doesn't actually hurt, <laughs> right? And yeah. what I realized is that that sensation that I had was my mm -hmm. brain making new neurons, new nerve cells, and new connections. Because I was doing something yeah. that was completely new for me. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, um, it's, it's really great for your brain. Which leads us right into the, the, the book and neuroplasticity and really the reason, you know, they sent me an email saying, Hey, you should have Philippe on your show. Um, you have a book out about literally doing that, keeping your brain plastic, right? Yeah. And so I've got a book called Neuroplasticity, your brain's mm -hmm. new, uh, your brain's superpower. Right, which mm -hmm. really teaches people about how the brain adapts, learns, and heals, and things that they can mm -hmm. do every single day uh, to improve their brain health. Right, neuroplasticity is really about your brain's ability to make new neurons and new connections, and basically, yeah. we have the ability to control that, which means we've got the ability to control the evolution of our brains. Mm -hmm. And what I think is the most empowering thing about that is that if our brains are constantly changing and we can control that, that means that we can change our our own lives. Right? Yeah. We can change our own communities. We can change society. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, taking it back to the the discussion, looking at uh, the the everything that went into getting the Nineteenth Amendment passed, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't just yes, we're going to campaign. There, there were. It was more than like it took almost a hundred years. Yeah, you know, it took. People learning, it, uh, people making mistakes, people doing all of that. And so, you know, it is possible to change things. It is possible to change your community and possible to change yourself. It just 
you have to put in the work. Yep. Right. There's no quick Absolutely. fix on it. <laughs> Absolutely. And we live in a society where people want the quick fix. Right? Yeah. They want that pill. Yeah. Or that procedure that'll make things, mm-hmm. you know, good for them. And the reality is that your brain and body has everything that it needs to be as healthy as possible for you to create the life that you want. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you've got to put in the work. You've got to put in the time. Right. Right. One of the things I always find really amazing is that we live in a, a world, in a society where you can basically treat your brain and body like like shit. Like we've convinced everybody oh, yeah. you can treat your brain and body like shit and there's going to be a pill that somehow is going to make all that go away. And that's, that's not the reality. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's um, – I'm a type 2 diabetic, right? And so uh, that immediately it was like, okay – Oh, you're going to give me a pill. And they're like, yeah, but the pill's not just going to make it magically go away or magically put it under control. You have to be aware of this when you're eating and you have to be aware of that and you have to be aware of all these things. And it's, it really is the same from, you know, with society, with, uh, our communities, with ourselves is there, there is no magic pill. Um, right. You know? Yeah. But yeah. we've done a pretty good job convincing people that somehow there is. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, and and they have bought into it, but uh, to their own detriment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, where do we find it? Where do uh, find the book, book you can find it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you can go straight to Amazon. You can find it at Barnes and Nobles. Did you uh, did you do the thing when it when it first came out? Go to uh, go to that Barnes and Nobles to see it on the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> I I did the thing where I pre-ordered it to a Barnes and Nobles and went to go. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. When, when my wife's first traditionally published book came out, uh, her first children's book, we drove around to all of the Barnes and Nobles, all the bookstores in the area that would have it just to, just to see and say, would it be okay if I, if I were to sign stock and they were just so excited. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's just that moment where you see it on the shelf and you're like, Wow. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You know, it, and it's a it's a proud moment and that mm-hmm. is something to to celebrate, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think we went and, and had sushi afterwards. So <laughs> Yeah. And it's it's like when that, that first box of authors poppy show up. Yep. Yeah, I remember when that showed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that was really exciting as well. Yeah, I was I was actually at her apartment. This was before we got married. Um, and uh, like I'm like, why is someone knocking on your apartment door on a Tuesday at you know <laughs> eight a.m.? No, it was it was the it was the box of the author copies, the first ever. Um, so I got the the first one out of the box, which has sort of become a tradition now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, and uh, not just Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. You have a website. I do have a website. Mm-hmm. It's inleybrainfitinstitute.com. So I N L E B R A I N F I T Institute.com, um, where actually people can go and they they can find. Uh, I offer a neuroplasticity bundle, which is actually uh, the digital version of the book, uh, Neuroplasticity: Your Brain Superpower, as well as my uh, daily planner. A digital copy of the planner. Yep. And they can type yeah. directly into it. Oh, that's always cool. That's always yeah. cool. Um, 
Have you tried it on uh, on something like this? I have a Remarkable. Have you seen these? No, the, I haven't uh, seen those. The elect- ultra-thin electronic notebook. Oh, nice. Um, it, oh, I love mine. I use it. It's like primary purpose is taking notes while I'm talking to people, while I'm doing interviews. Because it's... Uh, but. Um, you can upload, like I uploaded uh, the Productivity Alchemy PDFs planners to it and was able to just write in it that way. So um, oh, that's I guess awesome. if you've got fillable PDFs, then, you know, that's bonus if you happen to have like a remarkable or um, what is it? Good notes on iPad, I think. Uh, I'm not but, sure. Um, I'm like, I need to I need to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the remarkable has been like one of my favorite upgrades of my one of my favorite pandemic uh rewards as it were (laughs) right um cool uh where else can we find you online uh so you can find me on pretty much all social media platforms uh instagram Mm -hmm. it's uh, my handle is philippe.md you can find me on linkedin um you can find me certainly on facebook i recently just created a tiktok um, Ooh. yeah i will not be dancing but i will be providing. <laughs> <laughs> i will certainly uh be providing you know some really good content um and have already started so yeah i i love i love having good content on on tiktok so that it's it's interspersed between um chicken chicken tiktok chicken talk <laughs> i think i don't know and uh and you know uh, and and like interesting um interesting content that will, will stretch my brain, but you know, yeah. I mean, one of the, the kind of content I've been really liking on mm-hmm. TikTok is humor, which oh, is yeah. another thing that is really great for your brain and, and for your health in general. So have you seen the guy who was doing the, um, I can't remember his name now, but he was doing the, uh, uh, the rural doctor, the rural clinic th- humor no, bits i need I, no i'm like i need to find that <laughs> yeah okay yeah no it was it was like uh you know the the intern's first day and i'm just like like you you're the mayor well maybe not the goat's got some pretty good ideas i'm like yeah no, mm-hmm. no the farmer <laughs> pain scale he stopped he did he stop putting up his fence yeah he he put he stopped putting up his fence and 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 came right in okay this is serious like oh my god i'm dying it's because i know farmers and i'm like yeah no that's it right there yeah (laughs) yeah Um, yeah remind me i'll send you a link and and for the people at home i'm going to put a link in the show notes because that one was you've probably all seen it by now but it's still worth going back and looking again um cool uh anything else for our listeners uh so i've also got i mentioned uh, briefly my online course take charge of your mm-hmm. brain where cool. you know I, I help people uh hack their brains to become the leaders that they want to be to get healthier to create the lives that they want to create for themselves mm-hmm. um so they can certainly find that on my website as well and i've got a children's illustrated series called nuri the neuron uh, oh, okay. I, there that's we go. Something yeah. that I love to actually do read with my kids. <laughs> yeah, I created this little uh, character called Nuri, and Nuri's got a, a best friend, Crystal, and Nuri teaches her about the brain based on what she's going through in life. Wow. Okay, that's oh, yeah. that's pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and uh, like I said, I love to read it with my kids. I put a cartoon version of 
myself, obviously Nuri, and my children on the back of uh, back cover of, of every book. And you know, kids just don't think that their parents are cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's you know, they're just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> uh, you know what? When they're twenty, when they get to yep. twenty and above, then they start to realize that maybe maybe dad was kind of cool after all. Yeah. But it takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, it takes a while. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, thank you so much. Uh, thank you. This has been really enjoyable. And, yeah. um, you know, anytime you want to come back, you just, just say the word. We will make it happen. Sounds good. This has been a really fun conversation. So thank you so much. I, I try to keep it. I, I try to keep it fun, if, you know. So thank you. Thank you. And, um, and for the people at home, we'll be right back after this First off, I want to thank Dr. Dion for coming on the show. Uh, amazing conversation and a whole, you know, and, and go check his stuff out on uh, Amazon, on, you know, TikTok, on all of it. Um, just, just, uh, just amazing stuff. Brains are wild. Brains know? are wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Yes, uh, even even his uh, the uh, the online course and the uh, the children's intro series about Nuri the Neuron. <laughs> so yes, um, yeah. So it was great, a lot of fun. Um, and now we have our word, our word for the for the week, um, our badge code for the week. It is not Nuri the Neuron. Tempting though that is. <laughs> um, our word this week is plastic brain. Alrighty. Um, yeah, keep learning. Um, you know, keep your neuroplasticity up, and uh, you will certainly have that uh, that that good stuff. So you can take the word "plastic brain," no spaces, and enter it in the badge code form on productivityalchemy.com, and you will get a badge. L little orange cat. This is not the time. Oh, she has just been so needy today, hasn't she? Plus, I mean, Shaw has moved up and is, is asleep in front of me. So we're, we're distracted. Don't step on the keyboard, cat. Oh, gods. Okay. Um, things you will not find on ProductivityAlchemy.com are the cats. Although we probably should put photos up of them just because we complain about them so much. We should. And, uh, uh, you know, I should probably put in, like, links to the chickens so that people can, can see, um, you know, who it is we're talking about. Uh, while you're at ProductivityAlchemy.com and not looking at pictures of the cats, why are you attacking my chair? Um, and not looking at pictures of chickens. Or uh, attacking Kevin's chair. Or attacking my chair. You can look at past episodes. You can look at the show notes for this episode. You can find out 
more about all of the past episodes and look at those show's notes and listen to them and all kinds of stuff. Um, there's even an about page with contact information. So if you have questions, you can email them in and they will potentially be read on a future letters show. Totally email questions. Kevin loves questions. I do. And you can comment on past episodes and things like that. Um, so, hey, that's that's that. The one thing you should not do, though. Nope. Is click the support button. No. I mean, we're duty-bound to have the support button, and it has links to Patreon, and it has links to Kofi, and we don't really need it. No, we're doing good. We're great. Yep. Absolutely fantastic. Um, instead, uh, we ask our guests for a charity to support, and this week it is the Harlem Junior Tennis and Education Program, um, recommended by Dr. Dunion. Um, with uh, their after-school program, their their education, um, and uh, their emphasis on on keeping learning. Um, uh, Dr. Duyon is a big, you know, a proponent of learning and education and sports, so it all works out. Dovetails. You know, dovetails, yes. Um, and the link to that will be on productivityalchemy.com. I forgot to write down the URL when I made my notes. So uh, you will have to go to the website to, uh, to check that out. Um, yeah, that's pretty much everything yeah. for this week. Yeah. Um, next week, oh man, next week, I am so excited for next week's show. I'm always excited for the next show. Have you ever noticed that? I mean, you 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 enjoy what you do. Yes, but uh, uh, next week I am finally announcing this publicly. I am so excited. Next week we have Dr. Michael Bishop, aka Blothar the Berserker from Guar, coming on the show to talk about how he stays productive. And uh, Kevin was giddy. Giddy. Giddy does not begin to explain it. Yeah, so like this month I've had uh, two of my favorite artists, who I'm not married to. Um, nice save, dear. <laughs> yeah, on the show, um, uh, the, you know, uh, DM Gay the first week, um, the comedy horror author, and wrapping up the month of October, just in time for Halloween, um, you know, the, the man who plays Blothar the Berserker. It was, uh, it was really good. Um so, you know, we'll have that for you next week. And in the meantime, get out there and uh, try to learn something new and uh, try to stay productive. And learning something new is absolutely productive. Oh, it, it totally is. Absolutely is. Um, I feel like I've been the most productive the last month learning all this new stuff about JavaScript and TypeScript and uh Google APIs and Amazon. And APIs. I learned a bunch about Bulgarian wars. You, I just forgot the name. You did. You did. Sometimes I think your your learning is much more interesting than mine. Did you know there's a mushroom called the slimy earth tongue? I did not. Well, now you do. Uh and uh, knowledge is power. Okay, folks, go out there and do your best. 